May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. If ours was a church, and happily it is not, that publicly posts sermon titles in advance of each Sunday, the one that would have been posted out on St. Gabriel Boulevard this past week would have read, The Man Who Stopped Jesus. By this point in the Gospel of Mark, it might be easy to hurry by the story, another person in need of healing, another day, another miracle. It might also be easy to hear this story and begin speculating about the many forms that blindness takes. But I don't think Bartimaeus is an allegory. He's a blind beggar, living a lonely life by the side of the road, who, surprisingly, becomes an exemplar of faith. I would say, in the Gospel of Mark, the exemplar of faith. He encounters the incarnate Jesus and is perhaps the first person in Mark's Gospel who truly understands who Jesus is. What impels Bartimaeus to do what he does? Your faith, Jesus tells the blind man, has made you well. The word here used for well can mean healed, made whole, or saved. For Bartimaeus, it's all three. I admire his audacity. He is relentless. He calls out through the crowd. By this point in the gospel, there is always a crowd around Jesus. And he insists on being heard. He shouts, he cries out, and the crowd attempts to silence him because he is undeserving of Jesus' attention, because he is disrespectful, as he calls out, because the crowd wants to enjoy the parade. The crowd wants the beggar to be not only blind, but invisible. But Bartimaeus will not be silenced nor made invisible. He cries out again and again, each time more loudly. He shouts until he is heard by the one whose ears are tuned to the cries of those on the margins. The woman with a hemorrhage, the Gerasene demoniac, the sick in Genesaret, the Syrophoenician woman, the blind man at Bethsaida, the boy inhabited by spirits, the little children, and now the blind beggar. Jesus does not go immediately to Bartimaeus, but he asks some of those in the crowd to bring the beggar to him. So those who moments ago wanted to silence the blind man must now assist in his healing. As he makes his way toward Jesus, Bartimaeus tosses aside his cloak, and I love this detail. This is the cloak on which Bartimaeus sat day after day, 
the cloak onto which passers-by tossed occasional coins. His gesture speaks to his boldness. He is leaving behind his life of begging and blindness. He is headed toward transformation. And the first thing he says to Jesus is a plea for mercy. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. This is the only place in the Gospel of Mark where Jesus is called Son of David, a designation with messianic overtones. And this is a role that throughout the Gospel, Jesus has tried to keep a secret, except to the apostles who so far have failed to understand what is ahead. But now Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem where he will arrive in triumphal entry and then swiftly move through a series of events that lead to a crown of thorns. To the plea for mercy, Jesus replies, what do you want me to do for you? This is the very same question Jesus asked James and John in last week's gospel passage a question to which the two apostles responded with requests for positions of prestige and honor. James and John want to be seen. Bartimaeus wants to see. Having waited for this moment for who knows how long, Bartimaeus confidently says, my teacher, Let me see again. He does not offer a confession or proclaim dogma. His is a cry of the heart. And what can be truer than that? When you hear or read this story, do you ever ask yourself what role you might have played? Would you have been a kind neighbor who now and then shared a coin or two with Bartimaeus? Or would you have been one of those who tried to silence the blind man, elbowing your way through the crowd to be sure that you are seen? Bartimaeus begins this story by the roadside. By the end, he's no longer isolated on the periphery. He is in the middle of things. He is on the road with Jesus ready to follow wherever that road takes him. And for Mark, the road is the way, the journey to Jerusalem, to humiliation, betrayal, denial, mockery, derision, the cross, an empty tomb. After 10 chapters of confusion and misapprehension and secrecy, finally, someone recognizes who Jesus is. Bartimaeus, the man who stopped Jesus, is a paragon of discipleship. Not unlike Nicodemus, who in John's Gospel steals away at night to encounter Jesus, and then returns later in the story at Jesus' trial, reminding the Sanhedrin of which he is a member 
that a person on trial must be heard before he is judged. And then again, at the foot of the cross, Nicodemus makes sure that the body of Jesus is properly buried. Was Bartimaeus there too, as Jesus was nailed to a tree? Nicodemus and Bartimaeus, who at first seem to make fleeting appearances, are in fact among the most significant people Jesus meets. Faith might be humble, but it is not demure. Bartimaeus is not the only person in Mark's gospel who was healed by Jesus, but he is the only one who follows Jesus. And he is, in this gospel, the only beneficiary of a miracle of healing who is called by name. A name, by the way, that means son of honor. So what legacy did Bartimaeus leave? Well, if you do a little research, you will find that a remarkable number of poems have been written about Bartimaeus, including one by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow and another by John Newton, who we know as the author of Amazing Grace. And the one that really moved me is by a priest named Roland Raab, a member of the Order of the Holy Cross. So I want to share with you the last few lines. And what if I could answer the question Jesus asked of you? What do you want me to do for you? And what if I could muster the courage from deep within to form words on my lips welling up from my empty soul to finally give my own life voice on behalf of those who suffer the most, to feel within my throat the fluttering hope of love, compelling words out of me, and allowing my answer to be born in light. Master, I want to see. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.